Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. There is a proposal that's been put forward to completely redesign the iconic Stephen's Green shopping centre in Dublin at the top of Grafton Street. And it would mean completely changing the appearance of the building from the outside. The City Council have actually put forward some object- uh, objections to this. But a lot of the outcry seems to have come from the public who feel that, you know, perhaps possibly ruining, altering, changing the character of too many buildings? Are we in fear of actually losing the city's personality? And just, are we actually in danger of making all of the buildings in the cities totally generic? 1800 453 106 if you want to join us today. Independent Dublin City Councillor Mannix Flynn is with us on the line. Mannix, do you think this redesign is a good idea? Good afternoon, Andrea. Yes, I do actually. I do believe that, you know, that the proposal to reconstitute the entire shopping centre is appropriate. Uh, I think that this shopping centre, like, you know, has served its purpose over the last 40 odd years. Remember what was there beforehand was the old Taylor Keats. Uh, then there was the Dandelion Market, which was basically iconic and should never have been done away, but should have been kept. And then you had the uh, St. Stephen's Green Shopping Centre, which came on stream. That shopping centre more or less took out South King Street as a street. It took out Lower Mercer Street, you know what I mean, as a, as a living street. And indeed, it took out a substantial amount of York Street by way of multi-storey car park entrances and entrances. Uh, over the years, the, the shopping centre itself has become an unfit for purpose, very dilapidated, and it's constantly suffering from infestation. There are no people who work in there, and indeed people who want premises in there. Um, I think that this proposal, uh, while it's a little bit kind of cumbersome in terms of the height and bulk, uh, should be entertained and will be entertained by Dublin City Council. And the observations that the City Council planners made, you know, are apt. So they need to go back to the drawing board and give us something that is uh, uh, architecturally superb uh, and that is fit for purpose and that can be used not just uh, for a shopping experience in terms of supermarkets, but also can be used for restaurants, uh, for theatre uh, and for cinema. And that's what the offering is here. And indeed, okay. if there's a possibility for residential but I can tell you, you know what I mean, that, you know, in, in, in terms, I was born and reared right in the block of flats behind it. So I know the area very well and mm. I know the streets very well. There, 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 there is an opportunity here to develop something equally as important. The building is not listed. It is not an iconic building as such. The facade. I think it's a lovely building from the outset. Well, well, there's many buildings that are lovely from the outside, but when you actually go into them, they're not very good. And I would say Herbert Sims, many of Herbert Sims blocks flats, which look lovely from the outside. But when you go into them, they're full of damp dirt, mould, rat infestation, dirty water and dampness. The same applies to this particular building. So let's be right. very okay. realistic All right. about, about let's, what's going let's, on. Let, let's get the view as well um, of Dermot. Dermot O'Grady is the owner of the Green Gallery in Stephen's Green. Dermot, do you agree with Mannix? Uh, to a certain degree, I do. But Mannix, uh, the place you, you you have painted the place as being, you know, mould uh, deteriorating, etc., etc. That's not the fact at all, Mannix. The fact is that the the owners over the years haven't put a, a paintbrush to the walls in over twenty years, and the reason for that, as far as I can see, is that. They have decided over the years to do something with the building and not proceed it. So they have changed ownership. There's been about three or four ownerships of the building in the last number of years. And it's been a slow deterioration 
regarding the building itself because there hasn't been anything done to it at all. And therefore, clients, you know, the likes of everyday shoppers who come in and uh, certainly a lot of from the far end of Grafton Street, such as uh, Brown Thomas shoppers, you know, by their bags, they have been coming in over the years and just looking at the deterioration of the centre slowly but surely and uh, having, having decided perhaps for themselves not to go in there anymore. And that hasn't helped the retailers. The retailers have been dying a death slowly over the years, not knowing what's going on. And slowly but surely have, have, have left. How long, are you, how, how long, Dermot, sorry, did you say you're, you're based in Stephen's Green Shopping Centre? I'm there since the 5th of January, 95. I'm 28 years there okay. now. And, and like, there are others in look, small units. Do, do, do you still, sorry, still still trading well. Uh, we, we have been accused of underperforming and not being able to hold on to large licenses. Uh, that has been said uh, in, in a way uh, of, of applying to Dublin City Council, uh, using us as uh, you know, as an item to to forego the you know the, the forward application, and that's that's not true at all because we we are performing very well. We have been for thirty odd years, some of us, uh, and we pay the rent we've been asked for. Mm. It's not our fault the units are small. Yeah. So, do you think you need this redesign of the building? I I I think in a way it. A bit of modernisation is no harm, but I think that the basic structure of, of the look of the building from the outside should be preserved. Uh, by way, if it's possible, to keep some sort of a glass frontage, glass and steel frontage, just to keep the ambience of the place together. Would you, and, would, would, uh, would you agree with that, Mannix? Just to, yeah, just... no, I wouldn't agree with that at all because I can tell you, you know, again, if you walk up Mercer Street, Mercer Street's completely blocked off by 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 by, by bricks, so you don't see anything there. It, 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 North King, South King Street itself is a rather peculiar kind of, you know, architectural design of a street, again, which was lost because that was a beautiful street back when I was a child and indeed before they put that to development there. And then on the St. Stephen's Green end and the York Street end, you've easily got a great bit of confusion there. So in my opinion, Notwithstanding the the wrought iron facade, which is there, which could be you know uh, you know incorporated in a new design, I, I I really do think that this building is well past its celebrity. And I take the point of your of 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 the of the gentleman there in relation to trading and the certain premises that are. But the building itself is not fit. For okay, purpose. okay. And, Let's and, let, and, let, and let really, me let me bring we, in a we, we let, can, let me bring we, in a couple can, of other. Towards a better design here on this. Really important, and again, I, I, I would tell you that there are, there, are, there are four streets here: Mercer Street, Lower. Mm. Okay, no, you've made North that point. Street, okay, let, let, let me bring in Manix. Um, Bartholomew, Bartholomew's on the line as well. Do you agree with Manix? Like, does the building really need this level of redevelopment? Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Um, I don't think it does. I think the proposed redevelopment represents a threat to Dublin's architectural heritage. I mean, the centre has been an integral part of our city's landscape for so many years and holds a special place in the hearts of visitors and Dubliners and just people there in the city. And of course, while I understand the need for progress, we must not lose the sight of the importance of preserving the city's history and character. I mean, Dublin's already filled with so many glass boxes and generic buildings that you can find anywhere in the world. Why must we sacrifice the beautiful buildings and the historic buildings that we already have? 
I think the modernization just risks sacrificing the unique character of the building and erases an important part of our of the city's past. So there's been examples where, of course, modernization may be needed. And there's been examples in other European capitals where the external facade has been kept and modernized. Mm. For example, the Galleries Lafayette Hoffman in Paris. Um, it's had a massive renovation, but it's kept its facade, its added floors, it made the building more suitable for purpose, whilst not sacrificing its heritage and keeping what makes it what it is. I mean, it's, the centre is just so loved by all the tourists that come to Dublin, and anyone that I brought to the centre that isn't from Dublin that has seen it has absolutely fallen in love with it right away, and it's so many people's favourite building in the city. So I absolutely think that there's a way to modernise it without sacrificing what it is. Mm. I, I, you know, it, it's funny, Mannix, I'm just looking at a, a photograph here in front of me of the, the two buildings, that the current Stevens Green as it is now and a computerised, um, you know, proposed mock-up of what it'll look like. I'm like, it could be a shopping centre anywhere in the world. It's that sort of generic shopping centre look about it. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is these are the materials that were that are being pushed forward that are sustainable. We can't use other materials. Certainly, I think we can go back to the drawing board in terms, in terms of the art, you know, the, the architecture of the building and the way it's going to sit on the streets. But just in relation to that last gentleman there about the facade, the facade that they're talking about only is on the west side of St. Stephen's Green, which is the raw iron facade. That, does not, that facade does not follow through around the whole length of the building. So the vast bulk of the building is just a nobody yoke sitting in King Street and in Mercer Street and indeed York Street. Yeah, you have made, raised a good point there. there. There is this generic, you know, design. But, but, but you know that the sort of the shopping centre look about it? Like, I mean, this is our well, capital well, city, the yeah, main but, but, but shopping that, street in the country, oh, no, and we're going to put this... In the country. It's a shopping Grafton centre. Street. Grafton Street. Like that, that, Grafton Street has gone through so many changes in the past number of years. Really, like the trade on Grafton Street, it's a very different street. Even the likes of O'Connor Street, Henry Street, they're all changing. People are going into the likes of the Dundrum Shopping Centre. They're going down to Kildare. They're really not interested in these places. So unless you're going to build something that is extraordinary and good. I do take the point about the architecture and I do take the point about the height bulk on it. And I think that they can be sorted out by design methods and making them just much more interesting and much more artistic. This, the, but the building itself is a disgrace and needs to come down and be reconfigured. Right. And don't well, this, forget, there's that, also this is a residential area a major residential area. Now, we've done Chatham Street, and Chatham Street, the new build down there, looks very, very well. Mm. Okay, I'm just going to bring in uh, Amanix as well, some of the texters' views on this. This listener says Dublin is dead. Nothing in Dublin that you'd go to see anymore. Think of other European cities, Rome, Barcelona, Paris, beautiful buildings and landmarks, uh, struggling to find what we have here, says this texter. Marion says, our Georgian and Victorian buildings are the only thing that make Dublin so special. I'm disgusted to think that they're talking about revamping Stephen's Green. Bill has got in touch. He says if the Stephen's Green shopping centre is to be redeveloped, this is the perfect site for the proposed metro station. No need to dig up a national monument. Also, the station could be built now um, and no need to wait for any further development down the line, according to Bill. Keep those messages coming into us on WhatsApp. Uh, that number again is 087 1400 106. Dermot, like, as an art gallery owner, do you like working in a building that has, you know, a little bit of 
architectural difference, design to it? Or do you want to have the gallery in sort of the generic shop and centre building? I love coming in here every day. There's not a day that, you know, it's, it's brightly lit. The, 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 the natural daylight streaming through the glass. And I just love it. And everybody loves it. There's people come from miles around, you know, from other, from other countries as well. They're delighted to get back into Dublin, to see Dublin again. And the first place of call is the Green Gallery. They, you know, I, I, I ship paintings from all over the world. I've met wonderful people all over the world here conversations etc mm. great stories great place and not just for me but for all the other small retailers here particularly on the top level because we're nearer the skyline and it's just such a shame to even consider um, changing all of that uh, they, they're, they're, they're considering seven large retail high-end retailers on the ground floor and then cafes and restaurants and that's it of course Dunn's remains um, you know, Dunn's want to be made more visible. There's Margaret Heffernan again. Uh, haven't they got enough, uh, you know, using us as a, a kind of a way to, to okay. get in at so, well, it's a big, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big store, all right. Certainly in the shopping centre, and I, I know we've frequented a lot. Actually, it's only only around the corner from us. Uh, this texture says certain buildings should be left aged. Just look at Harrods in London. Parts of London have aged with time. There's nothing wrong with letting a, um, an older building keep its looks, as this texter. Another listener says should get rid of all shopping centres completely, regardless of the building. They destroy the main streets. Uh, look at Dundrum Centre, took away from the life of Dundrum Town, says this listener. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about the concerns that have been raised about the proposed revamp, redevelopment actually really, of St Stephen's Green Shopping Centre in Dublin. And we're just asking today, are we in danger of making our city's buildings completely generic? Uh, the landlord of Georgia Street Arcade in Dublin, Gwen Layden, is with us here today on the programme. Gwen, do you think we're doing enough to, to preserve the character of the city's buildings? Hi there. Well, um, I would be in favour of retaining buildings. I think every building gives us a great sense of time in our city. And every building represents a different century. And certainly, I mean, when we, I think the Stevens Green Centre is a very pretty looking shopping centre. And it certainly represents that time. And I think that, I mean, there's maintenance in a building. I suppose I, I've listened to your other um, contributors. Mm. There's a couple of things. Um, say, we bought the Georgia Street Arcade over 30 years ago, and it's 1881 was the date opened. So we sold a couple of surrounding upper floors of other buildings in order to fund the restoration. So we tiled it in the way it had been tiled on opening day and brought it all back to the exactly its state on opening day. So I suppose you're speaking to uh, our family, my father, Joe Layden, who's here in the office with me, and I, and we did the opposite of what they're doing. We got a very old building, and I heard um, uh, Manic speak about the maintenance wasn't good. That's up to the landlord. You know, that's my job, and that's the job of the landlord, to make sure that your tenants are given a place that is not infested, that is clean, that is properly maintained. And in my own experience, you can put good tenants like that man in the Green Gallery. I know him. He's mm, a very fine man, yeah. a very great contributor to to the retail 
uh, environments in Dublin. Dermot, yeah. You can put, yeah, you can put any, anybody, any sort of building and put in tenants with their ideas, Dublin people, and you will have a wonderfully colourful building. And I heard people, previous speakers, Mannix was speaking about the iconic Dandelion Market. You know, what we have now is going to be iconic to the people in 100 years' time. Mm. You know, sometimes the word iconic is used to describe the things that were in the past and were enjoyed by people in the past. And that's why I would maintain old buildings. But there is a little bit of maintenance involved. And I also would say about the, um, it's up to the people themselves to do, but that's what... We did. I I should just say as well, Gwen, for people just joining us here in Lunchtime Live, this is a plan. It's about 21,000 extra square footage in floor space. They're talking about um, reconfiguring the entrance, the mall opening to Stephen's Green. There's a proposal to add two storeys to the existing um, six-storey building and the council have have outlined concerns that they have around the height and the scale and the mass of, of all of this. But we're asking today, like, when you look at the photographs, the proposed, you know, computerised version of this fairly modern looking, I mean, lovely, all the same shopping centre, but I would contend, like, the architecture on the outside is in Stephen's Green. I think it is actually a lovely looking building. Uh, certainly when you're looking at it from the, um, the the Stephen's Green Park side of it, I think it's a fabulous looking. And I'm just asking today, I mean, could something not be done to perhaps just preserve that and carry out whatever upgrade works uh, need to be done as well? Matthew is with us on the line. Matthew, do you think we're in danger of making everything so generic looking? No, not at all. Um, in actual fact, I think you should tear it down because it's not fit for purpose as it is at the moment. And uh, the apartments there, because nobody's going shopping in the shopping centres anymore already. So I'm doing it online. And uh, it's just going to be a waste of money. And put a few shops there, loads of apartments, and be done with it. Because it's, uh, it's, it's not really a building at the moment, it's just, just a glass and steel structure. Okay. So, mm. do, you, do you agree, That's Susan? Oh, she wouldn't oh, agree, I actually no. don't. Um, no. I think it, it's a building that's pretty iconic looking, and... I think there does need to be work done, especially in getting the right mix of shops and things like that in it to get people back into it. But I think in terms of the building itself, if we knock everything and build them all to look the exact same, what differentiates us as a city? What makes it special to walk around Stephen's Green and Grafton Street area if we're just knocking down anything that looks old to replace it with something but, shiny and modern. But they're not just knocking down anything that's old, that looks old. That thing's only up about 30 years. And let's face it, uh, for right from the start, it kind of excluded the ordinary dub in there because it's too expensive. Oh, I agree. The, the too expensive yeah, from the shops. And too expensive. Yeah, and there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing to drag me in there. I've been in there several times, but uh, there's nothing to drag me back there. And as well as that, it's just it's a waste of space. And I do, I'm going to be honest with you, I do remember the old Dandelion Markets. You could go down and see Bono for 50 pence along with you too. And other stuff like that. It's like, okay. a place to go. So, There's nothing in that, that place there. No. Okay, so that you, don't, you don't like the selection of shops. That's fair enough, your own, your, your own, uh, your own prerogative. But Susan, your, your point is that you think, you know, we are in danger of making everything I, just look too similar. I think we, we have that problem in that we're trying to be a very modern society in a very modern city but are we at risk of losing some of our identity and I mean this is a, a conversation that's been going back decades. I know my uncle who who was an architect protested against the knocking of Georgian buildings um, with Murray and Finucane back in the day when they were students and now looking back on it people are saying 
that was an absolute disgrace to knock those buildings and build a generic office that is now being knocked because it looks so terrible. And are we going to look back at this in 30 years' time and go, what did we do? Mark um, Mark is on the line as well, Susan. Mark, do you agree with Susan on this? Um, on what? Sorry, I wasn't listening to the point about the buildings becoming too generic. Yes. It? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. like I mean, Especially when you compare it to other countries around Europe, like, I know Ireland might be different, different histories and all that, but like, you know, you look in Rome and you look at the old buildings, the Vatican, all these places, you know, cities in France, Spain, like, they just look so much more, you know, you can really look at that and say, oh, that's in France or that's in Italy. I just think, you know, in Dublin, kind of, and I suppose other cities around Ireland too, um, it just has that kind of, uh, it's just suffering kind of from an identity crisis, if that makes sense. It just, just doesn't look, like, nothing would convince me, I have to say. Of going to Dublin, it's it just kind of except going maybe going to Croke Park. That that'd be it, you know. So just, beyond coming beyond travelling to Dublin, obviously you don't you don't live in in Dublin then. But travelling up for a match, yeah. you feel there's nothing to entice you. No, nothing. Too too expensive. Um, too expensive. Just I don't see what I don't see what what would what would draw you to to Dublin. Like I mean, would you come to Dublin and look at buildings like you would in Rome? Would you come to Dublin for you know, maybe to, I suppose, that weather and you wouldn't go anywhere in Ireland because of the good weather. But no, I just wouldn't have the, it just wouldn't have the same kind of draw as going abroad would, you know. Um, I don't know, like it obviously does get tourists from abroad, but I think from my own point of view, I just, I wouldn't think of it. I would think of going to places like Waterford, though. I think in Waterford, the, you know, the, the streetscapes and all that in Waterford are nice and just maybe that's because it's a smaller city and Dublin's bigger, but no, I, ju- I just wouldn't. Not okay, nothing, nothing there for you. Martin has got in touch. He says, one factor that hasn't been brought up in relation to the drop in shopping in Dublin city centre, people are driven out by the cost of parking and all of the roads that are being uh, shut to cars as well, according to Martin in Arklow. Miriam in Tipperary has got in touch to say, thank you for saying it as it is, generic. So many modern buildings are dull, boring, soulless and totally generic. Those special features usually seen in beautiful Georgian or Victorian buildings are not included as the developers are focusing on profit in many cases. The general public been brainwashed into accepting dullness. We need to stand firm on saving our built heritage. Kim is with us as well. Kim, I believe you you're a retailer in Dublin. Do you think Stephen's Green Shopping Centre needs a revamp? Well, I think Irish Life owned Stephen's Green Centre for quite a while, and they didn't do very much for it, and they didn't do anything for the city while they owned it. So I think that you know those sort of large scale landlords have a lot to answer for in the city centre. Do you think? I think that the question of whether we should be uh, revamping Stephen's Green Centre is one that brings up a million other questions first. And the first question is, is this is a post-COVID world. The city centre, along with the rest of us, have changed utterly after COVID. There is no longer the guaranteed uh, attendance of the offices every single day. People are working from home. They will continue to work from home. So we need to accommodate that and we need to look at how we will repopulate the city centre. So there's a lot to be said for putting a parking over the Stevens Green Centre instead of retail space that isn't being properly used anyway. I think the city needs a huge clean-up. I think that uh, the, the green plan to uh, charge uh, a congestion fee of €10 Euros and then to put up the parking by 400% percent 
will just put the last nail in the coffin if that's allowed to go ahead. I think that Eamon Ryan must be deluded. And I, that's the only word for him, deluded. And I think that the fact that nobody is looking at the city and saying COVID has changed everything. We should not be going ahead with any large scale plans without a complete reboot. And that goes for transport. Okay. It goes for everything. We need to sit down and think, is the right thing to do the way we're going? Because these plans were made years ago. Before yeah. COVID, well, funny, before I, I see a text in from a listener here who says Stephen's Green was a copy of the Cleveland Arcade uh, back in 1890, according to this texter. Damien is with us as well, um, Kim. Damien, what's your view on this? Well, uh, there's a, a lot of airy space in it. It's, um, it's a very tidy looking place. A lot of pipe music, which uh, kind of blows my head. Um, a few empty premises. I just wondered, could it be better designed? Uh, I'd be open to the idea of something very exciting to replace it, but as, uh, who, who's going to come up with um, new ideas? I'd be very interested. Gwen, just to go back to the initial point, as you're, you're the landlord of um, of Georgia Street Arcade in in Dublin, like, do you do you find that people or tourists come to the arcade? To just to, to look at the the I suppose to see the building itself to see the area, even you know yes, even more I so mean, than just yes. the stores that you have. Yes. Well, I would beg to differ with some of the past speakers on that. Um, please come into Dublin City any day, any any Saturday. The tourists are pouring into Dublin City and into the arcade. And for example, the George Arcade tells the time of when Queen Victoria commissioned that there will be the first shopping centre built in Ireland. And the first shopping centre built in Ireland was the Georgia Street Arcade. And it looks exactly as it did on the day it opened in 1881. Now, that in and of itself tells the story. And there is no doubt about it that Dublin is a walking city. So the parking issues, etc. There's a great walking tour right up through Dublin Castle. It passes through the Georgia Street Arcade. And it's Dublinia. And, you know, there's huge heritage in our city. I really believe okay. that if they... I wonder where, when they demolish this building, where are they going to put all those bricks and mortar? I mean, the waste in it. If you spent the same money in, in repointing it and repainting it, looking after the traders and the tenants that have invested 30 years of their lives, in some cases, mm. in that shopping centre, look, look after them, give them a good place to be, okay. put the money that you're going to spend rebuilding it into decorating it. Okay. All right. Listen, Gwen, thanks a million for for getting uh, in touch with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.